Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast and the first one for over 100 days, 101, where on this podcast we have real-life people talking with real words coming out of their mouths about Premier League football. <gasps> yeah, he's back, he's back, we can't believe it. And last night on my show, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, we had a phone-in of real football people phoning up talking about football because it was on last night, two games, oh my goodness. Swelled in by Norwood, it's and again in. it's gathered by the goalkeeper, he was then tell you what. bundled in, was it over the line? He's looking at his watch. Uh, his watch hasn't no. buzzed. No, I don't think it crossed the line, so well, let's have a look what happened here. It's in, it's but a goal, it's that is a goal. Well, this is what Hawkeye had to say, you'll know that Hawkeye, of course, do the system at Wimbledon. Well, they say during the first half of Aston Villa against Sheffield United at Villa Park, there was a goal line incident where the ball was carried over the line by the Aston Villa goalkeeper, number 25, Neuland. The match officials did not receive a signal to the watch nor earpiece. The seven cameras located in the stands around the goal area were significantly occluded by the goalkeeper, defender and goalpost. Hawkeye unreservedly apologises to the Premier League, Sheffield United and everyone affected by this incident. Article, isn't it, really? I mean, already already the jokes have started. I've just seen Del Boy with, uh, with, uh, with uh, an Hawkeye watch on. The goalkeeper was in the old end. He was about eight, eight rows back. It'd have been... It'd have been... It had been mullered by punters if punters were in there. He was in the old end and everybody knew it. Everybody saw it. Everybody felt it. Everybody. All 300 of us. From Watford fans' point of view, did Watford could go down tonight on the back of that? And if Watford, if Watford sorry, if Watford, if Watford go What's down, it, it ain't going to be because a Sheffield United goal was disallowed. No, 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 yeah, OK, OK, yeah. And what if Sheffield United don't get in the Champions League tonight? I've got to be honest, I've not listened to the last half hour. Someone might have brought this point up before. But for the first time ever in my history as a as, as a, a player of football, a lover of football, a massive supporter of football, for the first time ever, a referee has said, I'm sorry. He held his hands out. We all saw it. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. I can't get it in. So therefore, if Watford don't, he couldn't hear what was going on. He didn't get the right knowledge. He didn't get the right answer. Within five seconds, on watching Sky Sports, I saw it from four different angles. Hmm. Clearly, a goal. Every angle, within five seconds, bang, 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 bang. It's a goal. So as a Watford fan, yeah, you're right. Okay, it won't be on the strength of that decision. You're, you're correct. And if Sheffield United don't go up, you know, don't get in the Champions League, and that costs them millions and millions of pounds. Yeah, OK, it's not on that decision alone. But for the first time ever, referee has said, sorry, guys, it's not my fault. It's not his fault. 
Manchester City 3 Arsenal Neil gentlemen Sterling Kevin De Bruyne and Foden with the goals it's good that in unfamiliar times you can rely on the Premier League to provide some routine events just to make you feel comfortable Meza Ertzel controversy left out of the squad Arsenal injuries David Luiz making mistakes and Kevin De Bruyne pulling the string we miss the people yeah, a lot. I think all of us now have to do it for the economic damage reduced for the next season, but hopefully we can find the machine or the solution to allow the people not go, just go to the football stadium, go to the theatre, the restaurants. So I think what would happen, it will be tough for the, for the future, for the next years. Arsenal, after I'd say about the first 15, 20 minutes, Arsenal look... Pretty, pretty poor, actually. Mm. I mean, I know they've gone down to 10 men, mate, but City, are, look, it's, it's a mid-table team playing against a side that, uh, which uh, well, are currently still champions and in, it's in the Champions League. It looked like that kind of game today. I know mm. Arsenal fans will say this this year has been good, the calendar year, play date, play date hasn't lost a game until now, but this this is the the class apart, mate, is, is, is a chasm mm. here. Now, this is The Breakfast Show with Laura Woods, Ali McQuiston making his debut, the Crystal Palace winger, Andros Townsend. And Andros spoke about taking a knee in Premier League games, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement and how it can make changes within football. People have made such a big thing about taking a knee. Will they, won't they? Will they get punished? But for me, that's that's a given. That's a standard. Um, it's what happens next. It's do you take the knee and, and you get you post it on Twitter or Instagram and get a thousand likes and that's it? Or mm. do you really want change and are you going to take a knee and continue and do like Raheem Sterling's doing where he's trying to actually force change instead of just uh, going along with what everyone else is doing? And I think that's the, the main thing now that we do actually push uh, the way uh, Rashford has done in, 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 in another area, we do push and we do take it right right to the very end. The movement is a worldwide movement. Uh, they hit the nail on the head. We are tired. The people are tired. Um, how in t- 2020 are we still having incidents like George, George Floyd? We are tired and we need change. And I think the start is uh, people taking a knee on the pitch, uh, supporting Black Lives Matter on our shirts. But that's only the start. The next step is things like Raheem Sterling's posted today and hopefully there's more and more on those uh, of those initiatives coming out until we do get change. Now the radio exclusive Jim White spoke to the Manchester United playmaker Bruno Fernandes. Did he? I didn't even I didn't even know that. I'm going to listen to this bit now. He took the time to praise his teammate Marcus Rashford following his free school meals campaign as well as partnering French World Cup winner Paul Pogba. I think everyone will. It's exciting to see Paul Pogba play again because he's a long injury. So to, for me, playing alongside with him will be amazing. But like I said before, we have a lot of good players, and I think uh, the most important is the results for Manchester. Obviously, everyone wants to play with the better players, and Paul is one of that. I think Marcos is, is a great person. A good person is a great kid. And I think what he did for for the country was was amazing. He's respectful for what what he did. So I think he deserves he deserves all the elegies he received. And uh, I think in the future he will have this this return for what he did now. Back now to Jim White with, of course, Gazza O'Neill and Clinton Morrison. And this is his guest, Villa legend Gabby Agbonlahor, on the ruthless nature of football and why he backs Ryan Fraser and Lyle Taylor not playing out the rest of the season at Bournemouth and Charlton, respectively. 
for me, especially um, the things that I've seen throughout my career at um, Aston Villa, I totally agree with both of them, what they're doing. Um, football's a selfish sport. Um, people only see certain parts of it. Um, they don't see how badly clubs can treat players when a club doesn't want you or a manager doesn't want you, the way they treat you. They'll, they will throw you into the reserve team dressing room. They will make you come back at times that you're not meant to come back in the evening and train. So football is a selfish sport. You've got to look after number one is yourself. And that, I, don't, I agree with both of them for what they're doing. Now, a bit of history was made on H&J yesterday. They did their H&J Clips Rewind to 2006, which was actually the same year their producer was born. Remarkable anniversary. This is the old drive time of Rodney Marsh and Paul Breen-Turner, and we joined them mid-conversation. What's that, what's that thing that uh, deaf people do when they try to... Uh... Braille. <laughs> right. I think that's that's the blind leading the blind or possibly the deaf leading the deaf. I'm not quite sure. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, right. Sorry. so what's, what, what's Paul, next? Paul says we haven't heard these since 2008. It's funny. Now, here's Derek Thompson uh, taking, uh, no, talking winter holidays. Mind you, we're going skiing there next week and probably minus 28. Where are you going, Tom? Where are you going? We're, we're off to a place there in Sweden called um, R. <laughs> A place in Sweden uh-huh. called R. That's, it. That's where you get a lot of the pirate ships going there, don't they? That's it. So, um, back to the moose now, talking wine. What's thought to be the most expensive bottle of Plonk white wine has been sold for £55,000. The vintage Chateau de Quem, or whatever it is. Yeah, what did he get? Cockney. You said he was posh before. I know. Chateau. (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) Trying to be part of the common people. And finally, here's Big Al plugging for calls. No, just gone nine thirty. Back to the lines in a moment. Great news. uh, Great. Sorry. Great calls coming in. Oh eight seven. Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh, excuse me. This mic keeps cutting out. Oh, yes, the oh, mic's yeah, sure. not, not the black tie do you went to yesterday lunchtime, of course. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. Now, the former England Man City and Leicester manager Sven Goran Elson joined Paul Coy on the Sports Day yesterday morning. He looked ahead to next year's Euros as well as back at the 2006 World Cup. You know the one where he took Theo Walcott and no one had ever heard of him. Walcott, not Sven. We lost against Portugal penalties and I think we were the better team. And I think there were no better team in that uh, World Cup than we. So we could have won it. But listen, that's history. Important is now that uh, next year Euro England's doing well. And I think uh, they have uh, good possibilities to reach semi-final, final and maybe win it. Now, there was sad news, of course, from the world of snooker yesterday when it was announced that snooker legend and pal of mine, the great WT Willie Thorne, had passed away at the age of 66. Thorne was diagnosed with leukaemia in March and was taken to hospital last week with low blood pressure. Jimmy White paid his tributes to his friend and colleague. It's absolutely devastating. You know, he was um, he was a fantastic snooker player and I met him when I was 13 years of age. Uh, he come to watch me and Tony Mio practiced. You know, I've known him for 45 years, and uh, it's a, it's a terrible loss. You know, he's a, he was a great guy. You know, and uh, will be missed by every snooker player and everybody who anything to do with snooker. It's where uh, everybody's absolutely devastated. And on my show last night, five times champion of the world, and arguably the greatest snooker player of all time, Ronnie O'Sullivan, also 
paid his respects. He's been one of my best mates. When I say best mates on the circuit, there's obviously a massive age gap when we come from a different era. But I spent, you know, um, a week with Willie in Northern Ireland. We were touring there. I think I, was, I just won the World Championships for the first time. Which, so that must have been uh, 2001. So I was like only 25. And we had the best week, you know, so such good company. And every night he would do the trick shots. And after the first night, he was really funny. And you think by the second and the third night, you're going to go like, I've heard it all before. But actually, it was even funnier because I knew what was coming. And it was just the way he delivered it and done it. And, you know, I, I work a lot with John Virgo as well. And, you know, they're, they're both quality, quality acts, you know. And, but to spend that week with Willie, I can honestly say it was one of the best weeks. It stands out in my memory as one of the best weeks I've ever had because, you know, he's just a class. He was just class. Personified class, really. This is Drive with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff and the former Sheffield United and Cardiff boss, Neil Warnock, on some players that he almost signed. But when you look at their midfield, don't you? If you were to put Grealish, I know he plays more of a forward player out on the left uh, for Villa. But when you look at that midfield, it's decent, isn't it? Aston Villa. I mean, McGinn's back, yeah. which is going to be massive for them. Uh, Horian um, and, and Grealish. They're fantastic players. And obviously Louise as well in there. Yeah, we when we, we looked at McGinn. <laughs> but my man, my main man up there told me he didn't think he'd got the leg. Got the, he was quick enough for, uh, for us at Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of when I turned Drogba down there when we said, oh, no, he's not going to be good We all make mistakes, don't we? I think he's been a revelation again. Uh, lovely to see and all. He's full of, he just rubs off on. That's the area for me that, that, that if they're going to do it, if Grealish is on and McGinn's on, They've got, a, you know, they have got a chance to score, and it's just at the other end that I worry about. This is our very own Hugh Wozencroft, who was posing questions for Secretary of State Oliver Dowden at yesterday's government coronavirus briefing. Dowden first spoke about what plans are in place to make sure fans don't gather outside stadia. That's not even a word. Now football has resumed. Stadium, the stadiums, stadiums. Who says stadia? It's like when you take the S off maths. Maths. An important point, and actually, just before this uh, press conference, I was speaking to the, the policing uh, minister about this, and clearly we have been working across the policing authorities. Uh, we've worked very closely in developing all of these plans, and we've been very clear from the beginning that it, this is one of the, the risks. Of course, uh, police have appropriate powers, and they will be able to use them as necessary, but I really hope that this situation won't arise in the first place, and I really do trust the good sense of uh, football fans up and down the country and indeed the, the British public to know that you can watch this safely at home. There's nothing to be gained from congregating outside a stadium. The only thing that could happen if you congregated out, uh, outside a stadium is to, to put at risk public health. Uh, on, on Marcus Rashford, yes, I've, I've been uh, very Im impressed uh, uh, it's his, uh, his lobbying uh, skills. Uh, sadly, it's not within my, uh, my purview to, uh, to award uh, knighthoods or, or anything else, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on that front. And, any follow-ups? Uh, yes. Uh, just on the uh, return of TalkSport listeners and football fans into Stadia, what are the specific requirements that need to be met before you allow fans back into stadiums? And uh, tonight in the Premier League and for the first round of matches, thank you, NHS, and also Black Lives Matter will be on the shirt of Premier League players. I wondered what your views were on that. Well, first of all, on the steps to um, return fans to stadiums, it will be a similar process to what we've gone through with the return of uh, live sport behind uh, closed doors. So we are having intensive engagement to look at how that 
uh, could be done uh, safely. Clearly, we will not only look at the positioning of fans and where they are relative to each other, but there's all the issues about how you get in and out of stadiums in a safe way, how you have access to conveniences and, and everything else. And I, I want to be clear on this. We are having these discussions. I'm not at this stage uh, indicating that this is going to happen, but of course that it is the, the final step in the, the five-stage uh, process. Uh, in respect of uh, what uh, Premier League players have got on there, their shirts. Look, it's, I think it's up to everyone how they wish to mark Black Lives uh, Matter and indeed the NHS. They've, they've taken that, that decision um, and that, that's great for them to, to mark it in the way that they want to. My, my focus clearly as a minister is about creating uh, opportunities. So, for example, I was really pleased last week to announce uh, in relation to artificial intelligence, which is another bit of my, my brief, uh, we're creating a conversion course there, and we've reserved a thousand places on that conversion course for people um, who don't typically access it. So my focus is on uh, creating those uh, opportunities. So thanks very much for those questions. And we top and tail the podcast with, of course, the best bits of my show, Annie Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Pull back your luggles, have a listen to this. He's a Sheffield United fan. Hello, Jack. All right, lads, how are you? We're good. How are you feeling? All right, Jack. I'm annoyed at the, uh, at the decision, but I'm quite diplomatic, really. I try and think of it from a referee's perspective. So he couldn't see it. The linesman couldn't see it. That's fine. So that's when they look at their watch, and they've got, they've got an expectation that if, if there's a goal, the watch goes off. And I've seen Hawkeye come out and say, hasn't happened in 9,000 games or something. So mm-hmm. from that point of view, I've got, I've got, I've got no blame against the ref there because for me if it hasn't happened in 9,000 games why would it happen now okay so that's that and then we go to the VAR and then for me I can un- I think I can understand why he hasn't gone back play's carried on the watch hasn't gone off why does he think it looks like it might have gone over the line I get that and you know he probably well he definitely should have gone back to have a look at it but it's not clear cut it's not in the back of the net and then from that point of view I think that you know we've seen we've seen goals go in sometimes and, uh, and it doesn't look like it's over the line and it's given, and we just accept Hawkeye, and we accept that it's a goal just because it's what we always accept. If we then expected the VAR to then spend two minutes checking whether the goal's gone over the line, we'd be like, what's the point in that? We've got the technology. GDS tells us it's a goal. So from my point of view, play's carried on. It's gone up the other end. There's a foul, free kick, and Villa play on, and then you lose the ability to go back in and check it from there. So, I mean, it's tough, and it's, and it's tough. Look, Villa have had some bad decisions to go against them. We've had some go against us, but, you know, got to be diplomatic. First game back, it's a point away, move on. Let's quickly go to Denise. Hello, Denise. Oh, hello. Shall I turn me radio down? Yeah, you've got 30 seconds to tell us whatever you want. Your time starts now. Well, I thought you could start the show. <laughs> about go on, Denise. Go on. Go on, we'll then. meet again. Don't know on, when, don't know on, where. <laughs> Keep going. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep going. We'll meet again, JCAG. I don't know when. And Josh and Ryan and. <laughs> That's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, of course, you can download previous ones or future ones via Acast, Spotify, or Apple Pods. Remember to press subscribe.
And before I go, let me tell you about some live sport. I think it's football. Could be rugby. Colchester against Exeter. Oh, yeah. League 2 playoff semi-final first leg. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I knew that. That's at 5.15 on TalkSport 2. And it's an exclusive, would you believe? And then at quarter to eight tonight, Northampton. Cobblers. No, it's true. Take on Cheltenham. Also, the League 2 playoff semi-finals first leg. Also, live on TalkSport 2. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Make sure you join me and the Fun Boys tonight for the last sports bar of the week. Oh, yeah. Nothing we can do about it. So make sure you join us. All right. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.